I provide a service, Steve. And that service costs money. Did you call me a scalper? Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. The movies. Yes! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your old pal Spearsy. And Brad in LA. And this week we're revealing our picks and your picks for the best dream concerts of the 80s. Well, when are those Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets coming in? Earth, Wind, and Fire? Jeez, uh, I haven't heard anything, but the, the minute I do, I'll let you know. So, you know, I'm planning on taking my little brother with Charles Jefferson for Earth, Wind, and Fire and little brother don't forget stuck in the 80s is a member of the clns podcast network you can find our podcast on itunes google play stitcher spotify and the clns media mobile app and don't forget to listen to our podcast and many other excellent shows at the clns media website you can find it at clnsmedia.com ladies and gentlemen a warm red rocks welcome please from dublin ireland Joining us today, a man who was literally on stage with you 2 at the Coliseum on the Joshua Tree Tour. It's just Drew. Hello, gentlemen. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm awake. I just ate a big, giant stack of pancakes. <laughs> okay, so the show better finish up in about 20 minutes. Is that what you're saying? Mmm, pancakes. <laughs> so well, I also drank a giant pot of coffee, so I'm good. Yeah, we can tell. So I have a friend whose name is Jen. Not Jen with one N, but ironically also does spell her name with one N and super ironically went to college with Jen with one N, even though I didn't know. Yeah, seriously. Same year, same graduation date and everything. A few weeks ago, we we were driving around listening to some music and she goes, you know what would be a great podcast topic? Dream concerts, both the band and the venue. And I I thought about it. I was like, you know, that's not bad. And we spent the rest of the the day talking about what our dream concerts would be. And And so... The other day when we were trying to come up with a podcast topic, I said, you know what? Let's let's pull out this old this this not this old this chestnut, but young this new chestnut. chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do today. Uh Brad, Drew, and I are gonna talk about uh, some of our dream concerts. And we're gonna we're gonna break them into set little categories. One will be a concert that actually happened in a venue, but maybe we weren't there. And then we'll have a dream concert, a, a total dream concert, which is you know something outrageous like um you know, for Brad, it'd be something like Donnie Marie playing in his basement or something like hey, that. Hey, <laughs> we never had a basement. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and then we'll also throw in, because it's a free bonus for the show, we'll give you our favorite concert that we ever attended and what the venue was. And then after that, we asked you for your picks, and you delivered with more we than 140 picks. And some yeah. great picks from people. So we're going we're gonna to rattle off our favorites from that. Right. And, and if we don't read to- yours, it's because we don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> or, or because you picked one like uh, like Queen at, at Wembley Arena, which we opened the show with. Very, very, very popular pick. In fact, it was one of my picks until I realized that it was everybody's pick. Everybody wanted what, to what? see it. It can't be good because it's popular? That's BS. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying it, on, on the list of all the ones that were submitted and probably even amongst ourselves – 
seeing Queen like in the mid eighties at Wembley Arena in London is probably the the, the like the pinnacle That's of what kind of the canonical yeah. pick. Yeah, it is yeah. kind of the canonical pick, but it's a canonical pick for a really good reason. Yeah, right, right. So it's safe to say that, that pretty much all of eighties nation, if if Queen were to put out another concert like that today, it would just be sold out by us. Yeah. <laughs> And all of us would be sitting in like the first 10 rows yeah, because that's, yeah. you know, you're like, when you call out the dream concert, of course you have good seats. You're not like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one says, I want to sit at the far back of Wembley Stadium so I can throw rocks into the parking lot from there. Have any of you guys actually had a, gone to a concert where you actually had the last row in the venue? Um, I saw you two at Staples once and we were about five rows from the top and it sounded terrible. Oh, I actually I didn't see a concert, but we we went to the um the touring of Hamilton here in L.A. Okay, and I had uh-huh. literally the worst seat in the in the theater. I was in the very back row, at the far end against the wall. Like the only thing that was nice is because <laughs> because I was at the back. Nobody of the climbing corner, over you. No, I had the staircase in front of me where everybody could go down. So I had all this like leg room, which I never have in a theater. Oh. So, I mean, that was the bonus. But yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you who was in the cast because I couldn't see their faces at all. It was just like, the worst. I think they're on stage now. <laughs> wow. That's, That's so funny. I saw, I saw Genesis in Orlando. First time I ever went to Orlando back on the Invisible Touch Tour 1986. In fact, we did a whole podcast about this. I think it was one of the first 50 shows that we did. And I literally had you know, the last row of, you know, at the far end of the stadium from okay. the stage. Even the video screen, I would need binoculars to see. That's <laughs> <a phenomenal movie. laughs> Is that Genesis? I think so. It was, a, it was a great show, though, and it was a great story. Go back and uh, to and listen to it sometime. I'm sure it's not still on iTunes. So let's get started. Brad, uh, let's talk about some of your dream concerts. Okay, so let me kick it off with my actual concert. In June of 1983, U2 played at the Lloyd Noble Arena in Norman, Oklahoma on the war tour. And was I there, Steve? Uh, yes. No, I was not there. To my regret. It's out. 11 The next day, you know, there was actually back back when newspapers actually reviewed concerts. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> oh my god, to review the concert and it said it was like half full. Oh uh, no! And yeah, and they and never I, came back to Oklahoma again. Right? That's not true. They just played in Tulsa this week uh, <laughs> to start their new tour. This this current tour they just kicked off in Tulsa. If you look at the set list, because you know you can all this stuff is documented online. The set list is fantastic, and I just I'm like oh, I missed this chance to see them. Uh, at the time, I had wanted to go, but I just I knew there was no way my parents were going to let me, you know, take the car and drive an hour into the city to go to a concert with rock and roll music. Like it just wasn't going to happen. So, <laughs> but I've always regretted fun. not getting to see that that concert. Well, unbelievable! Geez, that sounds awful. That they were right in your own backyard. Really pathetic, Brad. Yeah. Although yeah, I, know. I guess I shouldn't talk. I mean, you know, I grew up here in L.A. <laughs> Live in L.A. Yeah. I was thinking when when we were talking about this was how few concerts I actually went to with all the bands that came to L.A. and all the venues here. I just hardly ever seemed to go to a concert. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess I can't really blast you. Well, I'm gonna anyway. Well, I'm, it's I'm gonna, okay. yeah. blast me. I mean, I was 16. <laughs> I probably had my driver's license for a month at that point, so I could see how my parents maybe would be less inclined to let me go off on such an adventure. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so Drew, what? What? Yeah, but didn't stop Ferris. Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. You're kidding? Oh. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> you know. Ferris was much more the master of his domain than I was at that age. Yeah. Okay, Drew, your turn. Actual concert I you, think, that you missed that you wish you'd been to. Yeah, and and this is this was kind of easy for me because I have I have regretted not seeing this band in their heyday, or as, as this one other podcast that Jen introduced me to was we would call it their imperial years when they could do no wrong, and they were in L.A. all the time. I never came to it, but I always wanted to see Duran Duran. <laughs> Don't you 
never seen him perform, wow. perform live. And I thought it would be fun since, like I said, everybody came here to go and see them somewhere else. And I, I saw this concert okay. in, I, I'm going to screw up the name of this, Estadio de Morumbi in Sao Paulo, Brazil. So I get to make a road trip out of it. I, I looked at the, I actually did research and looked up the stadium. It's a, it's a neat looking stadium. It's open air. Um, and I looked up the set list for it and, you know, they start off with a view to a kill notorious. And then they also did a couple of their solo songs like election day from Arcadia and some like it hot from power station. And then they finish the last four songs are hungry. Like the wolf, the wild boys, the reflex and Rio. And it's like, oh my God, I would have loved to have seen this concert to see them performing when they were just killing it. So that's yeah. the concert I think that I, I really regret not being not seeing and and seeing wow. that band is probably my biggest regret. I will say we saw them, Cameron and I saw them a couple summers ago, and they're still they still sound great. They still bring it. Yeah, I remember that concert because you were talking about <laughs> taking me and then you decided to take your son instead. So thanks. I know because you know blood is thicker than '80s podcasts. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully trump both of you with my pick. Uh, although I don't I don't know Duran Duran in Brazil sounds pretty amazing. Uh, the concert I wish I'd gone to Simon and Garfunkel at Central Park back in September of 1981. People at home are that like staring at one. their. That is a very good one. Nice MP3. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I well, They're first questioning of all, your '80s cred right now. 1980s, early '80s, you're still kind of influenced a little bit by your parents, and I think at this point, and I think this concert was recorded. Sure. Yeah. I think it was on HBO, or or I know I know there was a film version of it. I saw it. But my, my dad always had it in his car. My mom always had it in her car. And then I finally bought a copy of it. And I used to listen to that thing nonstop. Simon and Garfunkel, re, I mean, reunited. Obviously, no 80s yeah. cred whatsoever. Yeah. But definitely an 80s event. And definitely an epic venue. Absolutely. Yeah. It would have been, been a good show. It would have been a good show. But alas, you yeah. know, I have actually seen Paul Simon. I, did, I finally saw him... Maybe five years ago, he was doing a really short tour of very small venues. So basically, he could crank up the the ticket price yeah. to like three hundred dollars a piece, so that he could play in a fifteen hundred seat venue. <laughs> but then he but then he played like near to three hours. So didn't I read something somewhere that said he stopped? He's yeah, I think this tour that he's either on touring. or about to start is his. What he says is his last tour. Yeah. So if you haven't Telling had chance, money. he's definitely worth seeing. And he did do some amazing music in the 80s. Uh, don't get me wrong. Oh, God, we yeah. have the album Graceland is in the 80s. Yeah. So <clears throat> so don't say they have no 80s cred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the iconic albums of the 80s right. for sure. Not, I mean, not a Simon and Garfunkel piece, but, you know, still. No. Okay, okay. So we've gone through the actual concerts that we wish we were at. Uh, let's talk about the dream concerts, the ones that are, <laughs> that are probably never going to happen. Brad, what is your <laughs> – what is your what is your dream concert that'll never happen? Okay, when I was thinking about this, I was about you know five minutes in. I'm kind of running through my favorite bands, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, this is completely fictional. I can do whatever I want with this. So immediately I go, okay, I want the classic lineup of Devo. You know, the original, not the original lineup, but the the main lineup of Devo. I want them playing in my backyard on my 16th birthday. <laughs> Okay. Is that the only way you can get your friends to show up to your party? I don't care if my friends are there, dude. <laughs> Devo's in my backyard. I think it's going to be awkward Actually, you know what? Friends. Probably 10 people in Weatherford, Oklahoma would have even known who they were. To, and Like, hey, what are they going to do with it? <laughs> Shut up! This, <laughs> this sounds like one of those MTV things yeah. where they would be like, you know, Devo, you're back well, to- I was kind of channeling my inner Spicoli here, right? Does he blow all his reward money having Van Halen play his birthday party? Well, MTV did it. They did. They had it was the cars played your backyard. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That would have been okay was. too, honestly. Yeah. Stick with the Devo. Yep. Drew, what was your uh, what's your fictional 
Dream concert. Well, it was funny because, like Brad, I started thinking about, oh, you know, I'd like to have seen this band. I'd like to have seen this band. And then somehow, some way, I don't know why they popped into my head, but as soon as I thought of them, I thought, oh, that would be an amazing concert. The Traveling Wilburys. And I picked a venue just because I've never been to this venue, and I like outdoor venues as a Red Rock. Oh. Being beat up and battered around. Being sent up and I'm being shot down. You're the best thing that I've ever found. But I figured with the Traveling Wilburys, yeah, it's kind of an iconic venue. And with this group, you know they're just going to play a couple of the Wilbury songs, and then they're going to do like all of their so- solo stuff together. You're basically cheating you know? and getting a festival act. I know. Out of one act. Right? <laughs> you can have. The- I respect like- that. I totally respect of that. Of course you do. <laughs> it's like five hours of concert, and you probably have like no bad songs. You'd know it'd yeah, just no. be one great song. Oh God, Roy Orbison. I mean, all of it is just like the, that's yeah, the problem be a great you're going to have with that concert is when do you go to the bathroom because you're going to miss something good. <laughs> Probably during a Dylan song that I'm not as familiar with Dylan, so I'd probably wait for one of his and then just save your cup. Yeah, just the beer. I was sitting here thinking that, but I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) But Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn, and I mean, it's like, come on, this is just be one great song after another. So that's why I was like, that's my group. That's what. And they never performed. They never did a live concert. So oh. that's why I thought this is perfect. So that's my fiction. Okay, here's here's my like here's it. my fictional one. I don't know if this happened or not. It, I'm sure it did in some form or another, but I wasn't there. And I'd like to do I do I want the 16 year old <laughs> version of me to be there? I don't know. Maybe the 30 year old version of me. I want Prince to perform at First Avenue in Minneapolis, which he's done many times. But I want two opening acts. I want The Time to be one of them, and I want Apollonia 6 to be one of them. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I never meant to call you in sorrow I never meant to call you in pain I don't want to watch you laughing Wouldn't that be great? I mean, I mean, and I want it to be. I oh, want it to probably yeah. be nineteen. Yeah, that'd be a great show. Circa nineteen eighty four. I want it to be right around the time of Purple Rain. I don't, I don't really want any Prince songs after Purple Rain. If this is if this is my dream concert, I, I want just Prince up until Purple Rain. Wait, 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 wait. Have you? Okay, I know you cut off you two after Unforgettable Fire. Did you? Are you cutting off Prince after no, I, Purple no, Rain? I still listen to his stuff, but I, but not not as religiously. Okay. I have a question. Do, is do you want this concert? Do you want the time to headline? Do you want Prince only because you know it would piss Ooh. Prince off if the time, you know, oh. like like the movie <laughs> fight, fight, yeah, fight, fight. Yeah. There's no trouble where there's no trouble. No, but but you know Prince would bring it if he wasn't. You know, he, he would just play headliner. one song and then he'd walk off the stage like an ass, <laughs> and then we'd be stuck here ninety minutes for the <laughs> time. You're stuck in your DeLorean. <laughs> You can watch, yeah, watch Morris Day preening on on stage with a mirror. Yeah, no, I want, I want like three songs by Apollonia Six. I want five songs by the time, and then I want like thirty four hours, yeah, from four Prince. hours from Prince, basically. Yeah, but okay, but, right. but, uh, I'm an old man. I'm reasonable now, so I actually want the concert to start around four in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so that it wraps up around in a comfortable chair to sit down in. I want it to wrap up around ten at night so I can, you know, get a slice yeah. of pizza and go back to my hotel room and fall asleep. So there we go. This tour sponsored by Depends. <laughs> <laughs> we do seem to be having a lot of discussions about that. So <laughs> damn and the reason behind that. Okay, here we go. Final round. Um, most memorable concert you ever attended. Uh, Brad, why don't you begin? Okay, I, I'm going to go back to an act that I've already mentioned in my concert list, and that would be U2. I think the most memorable concert I ever attended was U2 on the Joshua Tree Tour at the Coliseum.
And, and some of, I mean, the show was amazing, but some of it was just the day leading up to it. It had been, you know, it had been raining all day in LA, which is just, it never happens. And all my friends were all going and we're like, oh, get garbage bags. You know, we'll, we'll wear garbage bags, whatever. We get there late and pull into the parking lot and there's a spot right by the front. And you pull right into the parking lot and we jam on over to the Coliseum and the rain stops as we're walking over there. It was just, it was perfect. Wow. I'm starting to cry right now. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, Drew, what is your uh, your favorite concert or most memorable concert you attended? Yeah, it's tough because I, I've been – I was at the the concert Brad just talked about. I had a di- slightly different seat. You were looking um, at these morons <laughs> carrying garbage bags rushing exactly. to their seats. I think I remember you. So, yeah, it was that that's clearly a memorable moment was looking out at, at 100 and whatever thousand people um, singing along. And I remember thinking at one point, that's why you become a rock star. Just all those people yeah. cheering Can you for imagine? you. Can you imagine? No. Well, I can actually, but they weren't for me. But it was yeah. it was astounding. Another concert that I attended that uh, uh, I, was very memorable to me was I was at the Oingo Boingo Farewell Tour concerts. And they, were, they had two nights where the second to last night they recorded the album and the last night they recorded the um, video. And I happened to be there for the second to last night when they recorded the album. So it's really That's cool awesome. when you buy that album. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I was there. Like, I, was I hear there. myself screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to say that um, – being at the Us Festival on the New Wave Day oh, um, is yeah. probably the one that I can't, you know, I, nothing can top that is is seeing The Clash, seeing In Excess, Oingo Boingo. It was the first time I saw Oingo Boingo, The Divinals, and I- English Beat. I mean, it was just all day. A lot day. of people didn't check that day on the oh. like, name a concert and a venue you wish you were at. Yeah. And this one guy said something about, um, he responded to, to me about it. And he said, you know, I, I, all the videos, it looked like it was hot. And that's one of the things I do remember is just how blazingly hot it was at that. We were somewhere in Fontana or something. I can't remember yeah, where the hell it was. Yeah, it's out in the sticks. And my, my yeah. brother-in-law who was there says he's still coughing up the dust. <laughs> oh, it was just brutal. <laughs> just brutal. So, yeah, I think that that's the concert that I'd have to say is is the one. That's pretty strong. Steve? I'm trying to remember how many concerts I've been to in my life. You know, Easily in the hundreds, probably. And... Uh, at what point do you think you became the karate man of concerts where you enjoyed the concert on the inside, Steve? That seems to be something that's happened to me. <laughs> Definitely a recent phenomenon. I know what you're saying because I, I just stand there and I look like I'm pissed off the whole time, don't I? Kind of do, yeah. And I don't know if it's just because you're constipated or if you're unhappy or <laughs> if you're memorizing the set list. I, I don't like to be one of those people who's waving my arms and standing up and dancing. I, I don't do that at concerts. I just like to just can vouch. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. <laughs> oh, Fact you guys owe. Oh. I just don't. I remember one time I went, I saw Colin Hay in concert, and my date was one of those ones who just couldn't keep her arms down the whole time at all. She was a Cecilia. Yeah. She was waving them oh. and clapping them, and like, like she, it's like she was re- receiving God the entire show. And it was just, I was so, I was so embarrassed for her and, and embarrassed for really? me. Really? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I, it's, believe me, I know I give you crap about it, but. If, if you are actually having a good time, however you choose to engage in that moment, do it. And if someone's having a great time waving their arms around and making a fool of themselves, then, you know, like you said, they're they're having a moment there. I mean, some of my, yeah. my best concert experiences, especially lately, when you see a band from the 80s and you're like, and everyone's singing along and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is magical. I mean, I think I, I think I probably posted somewhere on social media when Cameron and I went to see Duran Duran. Like, I didn't realize I'd been waiting my whole life to see Duran Duran perform Rio in front of a big crowd, but it was, oh, <laughs> it was so great. You know, you're just in that moment and you're with the tribe. Stop you know? waving your arms, yeah. Brad. I'll do what I damn well please, Spearsy. So anyway, so if there ever was a moment when I did wave my arms and dance and sing and spin around and receive God. God, I want to meet Jersey. It was back. In, yeah, I, I know. I'm. It was back in. I'm trying to imagine it. Back in. Oh, it's making me very happy. We're gonna let you talk any any minute now, Steve. We're totally gonna let you talk. We're just really enjoying this idea of you engaged yeah. at that level. Okay. Oh, it's magical. Oh, imagine me. It's seventeen year old mustache or no mustache. mustache. Oh, oh yeah, 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 mustache. Nice, <laughs> nice mustache. Uh, I'm wearing a white T-shirt with certain words written in big black 
lettering on the front. Oh, yeah. Choose life. No. Calm yourself. No. <laughs> Instead, Frankie say, <laughs> relax. And I was, this was May 1985. I was at the Tampa High Life Fronton. Are you guys familiar with the High Life Fronton? I know what High Life is. So in High Life, you have like like a court, you know? It's like a a really big racquetball court, for lack of a better description. And what they used to, and and then there'd be a, you know, seats, you know, like a whole, like, uprising of, you know, chairs and stuff, right? buy it so uh-huh. in tampa back in the 80s they had high lie high is a big thing in florida and uh for those who don't know what it is it's it's a spanish sport where you have these cestas which are baskets which are kind of like laced onto your arms and you you th- it's like the tron ball game it right? is exactly like the tron ball game you throw the ball up against back the to wall and everything it's, <laughs> it's very entertaining or so i've heard anyway the tampa fronton long gone it's now been replaced by home depot but in May 1985, Frankie Goes to Hollywood <laughs> was there. And this was on their Welcome to the Pleasure Dome tour, that first big album. And I, I was probably the biggest Frankie Goes to Hollywood fan in Tampa Bay. And so were all my friends. And we all piled into a van. And we all had our hair gelled up and all this kind of, you know, everything we could be. Actually, I'm wearing a Frankie Goes to Hollywood shirt right now. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Doused in high karate. Uh, the, the one that Brad likes so much. <laughs> so... Um, 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> but it was an amazing show. So basically, they, what do you think, guys? Their car or polo? Oh, let's go with their car tonight. Okay. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I'm sure there was your car. And uh, we had a great time. I mean, they, they played Relax twice. I think they, I know they ended the show with the more upbeat version of it. And then uh, oh it was gosh, fantastic. And I know I was singing and pointing at the band. I was in the second row because I think it was uh, general admission. Nice. I bought a concert t-shirt, and then I bought a concert bandana, which I still have. It's in my hands as we speak. Oh, that's magical. I'm bummed I don't have I don't have some of the concert stuff that I had. Like, I don't have my Us Festival shirt. I don't have a police. I went to the police synchronicity tour. Don't have that. You know, I wish I had some of that stuff. I don't stuff. have a shirt anymore, but the, I mean, the handkerchief or the, band, or the bandana has survived yeah. the years. I mean, it's a it's a little worse nice. for wear, but I and I, I tried to bring it on the eighties cruise one time. I was going to use it as an accessory, but it just looked like it looked a little ratty. I think I would have been thought of as a homeless man, you know, and waving my arms around wasn't <laughs> going to happen. So I, I couldn't really complete the image. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing you like like second row, and someone's like, "Who are you? And how did you get here?" Like I'm Steve Spears, and my mustache led me to the second row. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Speaking of uh, dream scenarios, we here at Stuck in the 80s couldn't be happy to be working again with uh, HelloFresh in 2018. Uh, HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and ingredients right to your doorstep. I, honest to God, just had another doctor's appointment on Friday, and he was happy again with the continued progress I made, lowering my cholesterol levels and my blood sugar numbers, and I gave the credit to HelloFresh. That's because all my meals are made up of fresh responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated sources. Both Brad and I are loyal HelloFresh customers, and for good reason. Yeah, for me, it's all about the enjoyment of not planning dinner. I spend my time with my family and my kids who are starting to get back into town from college, and I can relax. I know all the ingredients for dinner are there in the refrigerator waiting for me when I get home. And because ingredients are pre-measured, there's no waste. You're not storing a bunch of stuff you're never going to use. And the meals are almost always ready in 30 minutes or less. I'm seriously still geeking out about the Korean chicken thighs I made last week. It came with this amazing uh, pickled cucumber salad that was so easy to make. It was just these cucumber slices, sesame oil, and vinegar, I think, and maybe some salt. Yeah, I'm making that meal myself this week. That's really the key we always forget to talk about. HelloFresh gets you out of the recipe rut. It encourages you to cook new things and new meals that you might feel are outside your normal kind of comfort zone. Yeah, but once you see how easy it is, you realize it's right inside your comfort zone. And because you're a listener to Stuck in the 80s, you get a special deal. Save $30 off your first order of HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash Radical30 and ordering using the promo code Radical30. That's a small change from before. Where we were just asking you to go to the to the main URL. Now we want you to go to HelloFresh.com 
slash Radical30 and then use the promo code Radical30. You'll be helping out the podcast and you'll be helping out yourself. Speaking of helping us out, our listeners helped us out this week by submitting their own picks for dream concerts. Some of the most popular picks, a lot of people picked you uh, 2 at Red Rocks. Yeah. Us Festival 1983, of course. Queen at Wembley, as we mentioned before. Uh, Live Aid at Wembley. That would have been fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Would you, would was there great. anyone here who would have rather seen Live Aid in Philadelphia? I was just going to ask. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not me. No. no given no. the choice. Given the choice. Yeah, no. That's pretty easy. Yeah. No, no. Anyway, so here are some of our favorite picks from the listener. Steve Robinson has what I think might be the most genius pick. He oh. wants to see Oingo Boingo on location in Back to School, a.k.a. Thornton Mellon's dorm room. And another thing, Vonnegut, I'm canceling yeah. the check. <laughs> Isn't that perfect? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the winner right there. I'm sorry. I know the rest of them are up there, but that's, that's, really that's one. the one. Uh, Natalie Hasledge, a.k.a. Buckeye Girl, uh, picks Prince at Red Rocks. I think that could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Todd Bro has Guns N' Roses opening for Metallica at the Cajun Dome in Lafayette, Louisiana. Interesting. Oh, oh here's your friend. Belosh. <laughs> Belosh writes in with Rush performing Hemispheres in its entirety at the now-defunct Omni in Atlanta. I don't think anybody wants... Really? You want to see Hemispheres? I'd, I'd rather see um, 2112 in its entirety or Moving, moving Pictures. pictures. But yeah, yeah, but you know, you're a true Rush fan if you want to see Hemispheres in its entirety. So uh, yeah, I think Curtis qualifies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Draper picks Super Tramp to perform on the '80s Cruise. That's a really good pick. Oh. Hey, I got I got the craziest story for you guys. So yesterday, I'm uh, I took my I was a chaperone for my daughter's uh, choir group. They went to Disneyland, right? Oh boy, and it's packed. Disneyland's packed. It's hot as hell. We get there, we let the kids run off, and. Me and the other chaperones, including my wife, because I didn't volunteer. My wife volunteered me. So we went over to the Starbucks there. They actually have a Starbucks in Disneyland. And we're sitting there, and I was looking at Facebook, and one of our mutual friends from the it that we met on the 80s cruise uh, had gone to something, and I was showing a friend a picture of the stuff that she was at. And I said, yeah, I met her on the 80s cruise. And a woman at a table next to us, she says, did you say the 80s cruise? <laughs> and I looked at her, and I said, yeah. She goes, I just got back. And so I couldn't believe, I mean, it was, it's nuts of all the, like the thousands and thousands of people at Disneyland, the woman at the table next to me. And, and we ended up talking for like 15, 20 minutes. Her name's Jennifer Primavera. I, I know Jennifer. She's the nicest person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. You guys are fr friends we're on friends, Facebook. We're friends on Facebook. Sure. Yeah. Small world. She was, I know crazy. She and her, and her family had flown down and, uh, were at Disneyland and they were just hanging out and we were talking about the 80s cruise and how much fun it was. And she was selling me on it. Cause you know, Amy and I are talking about if we can go next year and um, she's like, Oh, you could do payments. You could do I'm just like, okay. okay. You know? And the best part was, is I said, yeah, you know, it's just, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to go. And she said, uh, she said, well, I'm a marriage and family therapist. And I really think for marriages, it's good to go on vacations like that. So she was selling oh my it. Gosh. It was really she awesome. Was pitching you hard. <laughs> wow. man. Yeah. But it was just so fun to meet someone that's like part of eighties nation and and uh and so we're friends on Facebook now too, but it was just so random. That's so, hilarious. Sorry, side story. No, that's, that's great. Can go that's, back that's to crazy. The, uh, <laughs> she she pitches it harder than we yeah. do. Uh she totally that's that's something. Yeah. Uh so some more picks. Um Robert Jordan, our buddy, said um uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, but on a specific date, December thirty first, nineteen eighty at the Nassau Coliseum. Oh. Ooh, New Year's Eve, nice. New Year's yeah, Eve, one. nice. Christine McWilliams Hood says, "Still her biggest regret: missing Journey on the Escape Tour at the Spectrum." Escape. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. John Lamoureux, Billy Squire at the San Francisco wow. Fillmore. I love Billy Squire. That would so yeah. kick ass. And the Fillmore right again is another one of those kind of iconic name check venues. I've never been. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's still there. I haven't I don't either. Know if it's still around. I would see Billy anywhere. Uh, yeah, Andrea, you would. Andrea Crava, who's the um, sister to Buckeye Girl, twin sister. They they, they were dressed up as the uh, Doublemint twins on the cruise this year. So so clever. It was good. She said, "Given that I was a teenage girl in the '80s, I'm going with Debbie Gibson and Tiffany together at Midway Mall in." <laughs> 
<laughs> is it right outside Claire's? Yeah, somewhere somewhere outside of Cleveland, I believe, is where that that town is. Because there's always the excitement of could there be a cat yeah. fight? You're gonna throw down. You know? That could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Mina Crudeur, sorry, Mina, if I just butchered your last name, it's Steve's fault. Uh, still bitter that my parents didn't let me see Cindy Lauper on October 10th, 1984 at the Houston Summit because I was, air quotes, too young. The entire audience wore white and she filmed the video for Money Changes Everything. Hey, did- and here's a good one. I'm sorry, go ahead. So, Brad, I mean, Brad, you weren't allowed to go to YouTube because you were too young, right? Essentially. Uh, you know what? I don't think I ever even broached the subject with my parents. I don't think I would have been allowed to but was go. It, have either of you guys been given the, oh, that's have either of you guys been given the you know you're too young reason for not going to a concert? My parents were damn hippies. I could do anything <laughs> I want. I, I missed I missed uh, Kiss on the Dynasty tour, I think in nineteen seventy nine in Lakeland, Florida, because the, the air quotes too young overall. Yeah, twelve is like the sweet spot for kids. I know, too. and but uh, I would. Yeah, I, I finally got to see them years, years, like decades later, and but still, the, the at which point you're like, this is what passes for a rock song. <laughs> Come on, guys. Anyway, <laughs> learn another chord. Digress. Here's one I like: uh, Diane Block, the Ramones at CBGB. Wow, good one. Yeah, that would be something. That would be something. That would be great. We got a couple SoCal locations here. Uh, Steve Ernest writes in with Blamange at the Casino in Avalon with Heaven Seventeen as the opening act. Have you ever been to this this venue, uh, Drew? No, I, I I don't. I'm just thinking about the bands and how just really white those bands <laughs> oh, are. Yeah. I mean, those well, are some... they're like yeah, North English <laughs> Euro trash. Exactly. Bands. So Avalon is on Catalina, oh, is it Catalina? Island, off the coast of oh, LA. It's about a I have forty five minute ferry yeah. ride out there. And there's an old used to be a casino out there back in the olden days when the Wrigley family owned the island. The Chicago Cubs used to yeah. have a spring training out there. Yep. So yeah, I just didn't know that's what that yeah. was. But yeah, I've it's seen like it. It's like the I've one big building that, that's come into town there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a fun pick. Uh, Kelly Fulton writes in with uh, Billy Idol with Cindy Lauper opening at the Hollywood Bowl. I like that. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, Rick Dawson, who is a basically he's a a dead ringer for Tom Cruise. And uh, he was at, I think he was on, wasn't he on the cruise this year? And I think he was at, um, or was he at 80s Sand? Definitely he was at 80s Sand. Sand. Um, but swear to God. And he, so he dresses up <laughs> as Tom Cruise for every costume contest because he can pull it off. Oh, wow. So much so that you look, you have to look like three times before you realize it's not Tom Cruise. Anyway, very specific pick for him. He wanted, he wants the Monsters of Rock tour from 1980 with Rainbow, Judas Priest, Scorpions, April Wine, Saxon, Riot, and Touch. And he wants to see it at the Alpine Knob <laughs> Outdoor Venue in Clarkston, Michigan. Rock on! <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's that's what awesome. we want. That's with the detail. Um, oh my yeah. God, our old friend Jeff in Cuba, who I believe is now Jeff in South Carolina, <laughs> says, "Would this be an appropriate time to rehash a story of how I had tickets to U two at Red Rocks? Yes, that U two concert, and chose not to go. He chose." I guess I could do a do-over on that decision. How do you choose not to go? I mean, I, I don't know. We'll have to get I, I Jeff on the on the yeah, horn. Yeah, get him on the horn. Find out why we can't. Why? I mean, it, it's What's not the backstory on that one. It's not like his parents. She said better no. be really hot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doctor Dim picks uh, XTC. Not yeah. a surprise there at First Avenue in Minneapolis, which is his hometown. Not a surprise there, but still an excellent pick. And our old uh, friend Todd Cunningham. Picks this movie moment: Van Halen playing in the restaurant uh, from Better Off Dead. Only <laughs> if they can stop down and do a moment where Lane Myers can come out and do his saxophone solo, his sweet, sexy oh, yeah. saxophone. Yeah, it works. It, apparently, it did. Language <laughs> lessons were engaged in. <laughs> hey, let's take a short time out before the segues to talk about something that's kind of touchy: getting old. Stuck in the '80s is proud to tell you that about a new partner called Hims. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. If you're like most guys, you hate going to the doctor. Hey, I much as I rave about that last visit to the doctor, I rescheduled that sucker three times because I absolutely hate the experience. That's where forhims.com comes in. You go to the website any time of the day and you answer a few quick questions about your hair issue or your problems in bed, and a doctor reviews your answers and prescribes the right medicine or products for your challenges. Products are shipped directly to your door. Trust me, I'm 50 years old, 
if you don't think I have issues that I need help with, you're clearly <laughs> not listening to this podcast closely enough. So do yourself a favor and try out forhims.com. Actually, the address is f o r h i m s dot com slash eighties. Right now, stuck in ease listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five dollars. You'll be saving yourself hundreds of dollars plus all the time spent at doctors' offices and pharmacies. That's f o r h i m s dot com slash eighties. You know what else you're saving time for? The eighties. Ah, the misc refrain that is listener mailbag. We got one letter this week from Chip in Maryland who wants to comment on last week's show where we had the hypothetical 80s celebrity dinner party guests. Hypothetical? What are you talking about? I sent the invitations out this week. <laughs> Brad, you want to give it a shot? I look forward to doing so, Mr. Spearsy, sir. So Chip writes, hi, Stephen Brad. First, I'd like to say congratulations to Steve on getting his new job with Disney. Being unemployed really sucks. I just hope they don't make you wear those damn mouse ears. Seriously, though, congrats. You deserve a break. My wife and I have often talked about that hypothetical dinner party over the years. One celebrity we agreed on was Peter O'Toole. Although most of his best-reviewed work happened before the 80s, he was still active. My favorite year is a favorite example. I'm sure his stories of his old days of theater and movies would be highly entertaining, especially if the scotch was flowing. If I could suggest a similar topic for a future podcast, how about the three celebrities from the 80s you would like to go drinking with? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to get the party started, I'd suggest Charlie Sheen, Robert Downey Jr., and Johnny Depp. Oh, if any of them couldn't make it, Peter O'Toole could round out the list as well. Talk about versatility. <laughs> Your friend, also adrift in the 80s, Chip and Marilyn. I like the idea. Of the uh, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. drinks anymore, so I'm not so sure he's... The ideal. Maybe he's the uh, designated driver for that. Exactly. Yeah, because otherwise. Round up the Phillies for you, Steve. <laughs> he could be your world's best wingman. Yeah, I mean, you can get the party started, but I'm not sure that party's going to stop. That seems like a pretty hardcore partying group. I, I definitely need to hit for hims.com like at least a couple weeks before that. <laughs> and then probably a couple weeks after that party. Leave time yeah. for delivery. Yeah. Can I pre order antibiotics <laughs> on that service? <laughs> Oh, Brad, if they if you're hanging out with Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp, you are not going to need your because no one's going to end up with you. They'll just hand you <laughs> <Yeah>. the Z packs. <laughs> yeah. Just carry them around. Uh, we love your letters. Remember to send them to podcast at sit80s.com. Ah, the sound of our latest segi. This is I Want My Mystery TV theme song, which one day I'll actually write down the name of the segi so I actually know how to say it instead of stumbling <laughs> through it like uh, like a maroon. Anyway, uh, pay attention. You know the drill by now. We play a snippet of a TV theme song from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for the bottle opener. Brad, you mail out your bottle openers yet? This week is looking really good. <laughs> this week is looking really good. You see that... Uh, Lots Tim Williams promise. posted a photo of him wearing the yeah, trucker's hat. I know you win. You're a better person than <laughs> oh, I am. Cool. There, I said <laughs> it. Took me, it took me a year and a half to do it. How much? How how much better am I actually? Really? So you anyway, got done. you got it done. Yeah, yeah. At this pace, you know. Uh, pay attention. Here's the mystery clip from the last time we did the show, which was probably at least a month or so ago. Yes, that's the theme from V. Do you guys watch this show? I never watched this show. No. I tried. <laughs> I didn't watch it. But that doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah, we we weren't really huge on TV in the 80s, hence we don't have a whole lot of TV yeah. episodes. We're going to try. I'm going to try to bring on um, Chris Cooling from Forgotten TV to talk about the worst TV shows of the 80s. We're working on a list right now. Oh, cool. Hate to go negative, but we, there, there's some stinkers. <laughs> um, and they're, not, they're not all called Small Wonder. Uh, anyway, speaking speaking of uh, winners, I noticed that the first two names in the list are, are, are TV consultants, so I'm really shocked by this one. Brad, do you yeah, want to exactly. take a short breath and read the few winners? 
Yeah, here we go. Winners this week include Mike Pajaro, Chris Cooling from Forgotten TV, Aaron Shirley in Canada, Lee in the UK, and Dave in Oxford. I, I like your chances, uh, you guys, <laughs> to win the bottle opener. So here we go, Brad. Give it a whirl. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna push it too hard with only five names. Mm. Yep, that's all you needed. And the winner is <laughs> Mike Pajaro. You are this week's winner. You can. You can either. Wait for Brad to mail you one, or he can just give you one next time you come over to his house to do our next TV episode. How's that? <laughs> there you go. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery TV theme song. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you are a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. From the California Vineyards. Don't you know I heard it through the creek? Sounds great, doesn't it? And we're back. We have just a few minutes left. I thought, let's play an old tradition called What's Your 80s Obsession? Brad, what is your 80s obsession? I can't believe I'm still thinking about this, but I can't get it out of my head. This week, the news broke that Paulina Portiscova and Rick Ocasek have separated. Yeah. Wow. And I don't know why that bothers me. I mean, they were kind of like one of like the kind of ultimate 80s power couple to me, like this tall, nerdy guy who married this super gorgeous woman and they've been together for a long time. But apparently they've been apart now for almost a year and it's just now finally been announced or they're they're talking about it. So a tall, dorky guy marries a hot woman. Whoa. Whoa. They broke up. Come on, tall, close dorky to home. guy? You can't reduce Rick Ocasek to tall, dorky guy. I, I, think, I, make it- I think I just did. I think I just did. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tall, dorky guy who's ta- obviously very talented. He's a Cars original <laughs> band member. you got to give him some credit. Come on. Oh, my God. He's the... Okay. I'm a tall, dorky guy. He's Rick Ocasek. There's a difference. Brad's a tall, okay. dorky guy. I'm a tall dorky I don't know. Guy. Do you, do I need do I need to get Katie on to make sure that there's no problems here? <laughs> no, there's no, nothing that I'm aware of here at Shea Williams. Yeah, <laughs> uh, do you, you know something I don't? No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, that's good. It, is, it was shocking. I remember when I saw it. Yeah. I, I think the first thing that Brad asked me was, "Is that the final '80s couple?" And the, like, who are the who are the remaining '80s power couple? And you came back with Tom Hanks uh, Tom and, and Rita, Rita Wilson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still hope. <laughs> Still, there's hope. He's not tall, though. <laughs> no, but, you know, power couples, 80s. It's all good. They, if they call it quits, it really is Armageddon. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew, what is your... No pressure, guys. Drew, what is your 80s obsession? I have been on a serious cheers kick, and I can't tell you why. I don't know. It was on Netflix. You know, it was one of those things that you just kind of see, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of going to... I remember I liked this show, and, you know, it's got... I think because I've been watching The Good Place with Ted Danson, so I think that yeah. might have also helped sweeten the pot a little bit when I saw Cheers pop up. And um, God, that show is freaking fun. <laughs> you know, there's just it's just fun to go back and look at it. And some of the episodes I remember very well; others I don't. You know, it's it's strange. If you would have told me who would be an Oscar contender from that show, I would not have picked Woody Harrelson. That's funny. That yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But yeah, just oh, it's such a fun show. So that's really been my obsession on on uh, things lately is is checking that show out. So I highly recommend it. Uh, speaking of uh, online streaming fun, for me, my latest obsession has been a documentary on Netflix called "We Are Twisting and Sister." And I think I've been texting about everyone I know, yeah, begging them to watch this. Yeah. I need to watch it. I've seen it on there a million times. I'm like, I don't really want to watch that. I don't really, I don't really care that much about Twisted Sister, and just don't really. And then someone, somebody mentioned, well, you really kind of should. It's it's pretty good. And then I watched it, and I'm like, and I just was glued to it from the first minute on. the The story behind Twisted Sister is so bizarre and unexpected, and it takes so many turns that by the time the show's up, the movie actually ends. The documentary ends when the band finally gets a big time record deal and goes on to fame on MTV. So this whole two hour documentary is just about like the first oh, 10 wow. years of their existence. 
Because oh, that's wow. when all the really interesting things started. I mean, Twisted Sister started out like a tribute band to David Bowie and the Velvet Underground. There's Dee Snyder up there swinging. That, I, I cannot picture that. Yeah. I can't. I, in my head, I cannot picture that. That's amazing. They were into yeah. the whole glitter, glam rock of that era, and, and they were out there covering oh, all that music. Yeah. And then it slowly, over time, transitioned into more of a, a metal, you know, hard rock act. Hmm. It's 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 a fantastic thing. If Dee Snyder's on the '80s cruise this year, he's the host for the 2019 uh, okay. version. I'm telling you right now, if you watch this documentary, you're going to want to be on the boat with us because I, I was just like, well, okay, I know two of his songs. You know, It'll be an interesting set. Now, once you watch that documentary, you get to hear all their early music. And that's what he plays when he plays live. He plays all this great, these great tunes that they recorded like in the 70s and stuff like that. I'm telling you, it will blow your mind. So check it oh, out. Very it's called cool. yeah, VR Twisted and Sister. You can fill in the blanks on your own. <laughs> in the meantime, Brad, myself, and uh, Just Drew, we remain here banging our heads to another Twisted Sister song as we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app. Only if they could have a moment where they stop down and, and Dobler can come out and play uh, his saxophone solo. <laughs> Wait, no, Lloyd okay, Dobler. That I mixed up movies, didn't I? Yeah, Lloyd Dobler is uh, say anything. Yeah, what's uh, what is he in Better Off Dead? Dog gone it. Uh, Lane, Lane Myers. Myers. Okay, okay. Let me say that again. You're I mean, with Mr. Myers. Yeah. Is he your main wiener man? <laughs>